Hi, and welcome to the River of Life Assembly of God podcast. We are so glad you joined us. Our prayer is that today's message will impact your life in a positive way. We believe there is power in the Word of God. So open your heart and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you today. Hallelujah. We're just enjoying the presence of God in this place right now. Enjoying being home. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Psalm 137, the children of Israel were taken captive to Babylon. And it says, by the rivers of Babylon, it's there that we sat down and we wept when we remembered Zion. That's the place where we hung our harps. I want you to listen to this. This is the place where Israel hung their harps upon the willows, the willow trees. For there, those, that's where we were carried away captive. And they asked us to sing a song. And they said, how can we sing a song in a foreign land? They were taken captive. They didn't expect. They were enjoying life, enjoying the land that God gave them. And then all of a sudden, they were taken captive. And it, somewhere along the journey, they say, theologians say that them, them willow trees were a good 20 miles away. In other words, they lasted for about 20 miles. They were doing pretty good. But it was right along when they got to the willow trees, they just reached a breaking point. And it was there that they hung their harps on the willow trees. It was there when they said, you know what, I don't know if I can go on any longer. I'm just tired. (laughs) And it was right then and there that they came and said, hey, sing us one of those songs. Sing us one of those Jewish songs of praise. Sing us one of those songs about Israel, how you guys would celebrate Yahweh. And how good God is. Isn't it just like the enemy? As soon as you are so tired, as soon as you are just needing to get along with God, it's like here comes the enemy just to put one final blow in on you. I mean, you know what I'm talking about. Soon when you don't have nothing else to give, you're just kind of tired. You're, you're just, as, as King David said, I wish I can grow wings and just fly away. How many's ever felt that way? Come on, somebody. How many's felt that way in the last few days? How many's felt that way in the last couple of weeks? If I can just grow wings, David said, and fly away and don't mess with none of (laughs) y'all. That's why I love the Bible, man. It's very transparent. It's right then and there is when the the enemy came and said, come on, sing me one of them songs. And the Bible says in Psalm 137, it's not my message. It kind of goes with it, though. That all of a sudden something rised up within them. I said, oh God, I know I haven't been in church in a while and I forgot how it felt to worship together. I forgot how it was to, when I don't feel like having a voice, I can quiet down and listen to the person next to me sing. I, I know I forgot how that's like. But Psalm 137, they begin to say, I remember. I remember. In fact, God... 
I don't want to forget Jerusalem. If I forget my home, if I forget the presence of God, then, Lord, I'd rather lose the ability to play with my right hand. I'd rather forget my skills. I'd rather forget my finances. I'd rather forget everything else. But, Lord, don't let me forget how good it is to worship you and to lift up your name, even when I don't feel like it, even when I don't want to. God, don't let me forget. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's what today's about. It's our first service back, our first step into getting back. How many excited that you came? I'm excited you came. Well, we're back in the gym again. <laughs> Here we are. And it uh, looks a little different. We did been doing some work, and we've got some more work to do, but God has blessed us with a large building, so we're able to host more and more of you. And those of that you are watching and you're wanting to come, we're making room for you. And I long for the day when we're all in here. If we got to open that balcony and we're all in here lifting up the voice of G uh, uh, the name of Jesus with our voices. Come on, somebody. Amen. Isn't that going to be awesome? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. River Kids is starting right now at 11 o'clock. So those of you that are watching online, you can go ahead and have your kids go over and watch our River Kids uh, Lindsay and Felicia, our directors, put together an awesome uh, lesson for you. And the kids are here. If you want to boot up a tablet, you go right over there and watch that and put some earbuds in. I just want to share a couple of things about remembering uh, that's on my heart today. I think it's really important that we do this. In Luke chapter 2, we're doing communion today. And so communion is all about remembering the Lord. And so hopefully you got that with you today is those elements Luke chapter 22, Jesus is with his disciples. Yep, he's with his disciples. I'm not going to read all of that, but he's, uh, it's very familiar. We all pretty much know about communion and the elements and what it's all about. But I wanted, wanted us to start with, with this today for a few reasons. But in, in Luke 22, verse 19, Jesus is, it's his last time he's with his disciples and he looks at them. And he said, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Father, I thank you for this time together. It's very different, different time. But God, I thank you, Lord. We are remembering that there's a thing called muscle memory. I know there's a spirit memory. And we are remembering the habit of worshiping you on Sunday corporately, God. Let us never forget that and the blessing that is here and is going to be here throughout the rest of the week. And those that are watching online, Father, I pray this message would go right into their hearts today. And let us remember to keep the main thing the main thing. Father, we don't know what's going to happen next month, next week. We don't even know what's going to happen tomorrow, Lord. But Father, we know that you are in control and we trust in you today. We pray this in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. 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 If I stop and pause and just stare at you, man, I don't, want, I don't want to make you awkward. I'm just happy you're here. And I'm just trying to recognize some of you. I don't know. You got the ninja mask on. Who would have thought that was a thing, right? And uh, Melinda said, honey, you're dressed like in the 80s or 90s. I said, I've been in quarantine so long, I'm bringing it back. Come on, somebody. <laughs> I've been watching Back to the Future 1, 2, and 3. 
Karate Kid, one, two, three, four, even Rocky, all the way up to seven. Rocky seven needed some help, I think. But anyway, we learned all kinds of things in quarantine. We learned about someone named Carol Bashkin. <laughs> it's been crazy, man. How many know who Carol Baskin is? That's right, I'm going to say it. I know what y'all thinking. Uh -huh. Yeah, amen. <laughs> I'm just praying for him. <laughs> it's been weird, man. It's been different. It's been different. But um, one thing that I, don't, that I don't want us to forget today, and I want to highlight this, is what Jesus said here. And that is, I want to talk to you for a few minutes about remembering me, Jesus. Jesus is his last words here, and he said, I'm getting ready to go away. This would be a good message in March, because Jesus knew some things were getting ready to happen. We had no idea, but I'm saying it now because, to be honest with you, I don't know what's going to happen in six months from now, and I think we all can say that. We really don't know. Look how this revealed how vulnerable we really are, isn't it, that life can really change like that, and so I want, I want us to do communion today for a couple of reasons. One, and of course, eating is like bonding when you eat meals together. How many are looking forward to sitting down and eating some meals with some people again? Amen. What's your first restaurant you're going to go to? Come on, do you watching online? Drop in the chat your first restaurant that you're going to go to if you haven't already. Some of you, how many snuck to Ohio? You ain't going to lie. Amen. Amen. I know things are opening up. We can't get back. You just don't know how bad we miss things until they're taken, right? But I, I miss being able to sit down and talk and look face to face and and have something. Maybe we'll go down to the restaurant in Mexican town there and have a papusa. Uh, just sit down and eat and, and have meals. And so that's what communion is about. And that's what I wanted us to do it together. I know we're all not here, but a, a big chunk of us are. So I want to take communion together. But it also, I wanted to do this today because it's going to help us keep the main thing the main thing as we move forward. Notice Jesus didn't say, I want you to remember the signs of the times. I don't want you to remember my miracles. He didn't say, I want you to re even remember the empty tomb. I want you to remember me. It's going to get kind of crazy, guys. I know you thought I was going to set you free from Roman oppression, but they're going to come at us. They're even going to take me. But don't be deceived, I lay my life down willingly. They're going to come after y'all. They're going to betray you. They're going to take everything you have. He looked at Peter and he said, Peter, there was a time when you decided you would go wherever you wanted to go. You would do whatever you wanted to go. But there's going to come a time when you're going to have to be led and told what to do. But it's in that hour that I'm going to have my greatest victory. They had no idea what he was saying. The one thing that he was preaching to them, and it's the one thing I want to get us in our hearts today, is no matter what happens this summer, no matter what happens from here on out, we're going to remember Jesus. Remember, I didn't say river of life, I didn't say assemblies of God, I didn't say the Catholic Church, I didn't say your religion, I didn't say your anything else. One thing Jesus said to remember, is remember me. Remember Jesus. Remember me. If we don't remember, we'll drift. If you don't remember, Israel f started to forget about Israel, and they started to drift, and that's when he spoke up and said, God, don't let me drift too far. 
don't let me drift. Some folks might have drifted. You know, people say, quarantine really changed us. No, quarantine didn't change who you are. Quarantine revealed who you are. That's what quarantine did. It changed us maybe toward the end, but it first revealed us. It revealed our prayer life or lack thereof. It revealed our tenacity or lack thereof. It revealed our unity or lack thereof. But the good thing about revealing, God says, I first reveal, then I can heal. Come on, somebody. And he looked at his boys. He said, I want you to remember me. And by the way, I'm going to give my life, but my father has a bigger plan. Because three days after I give my life, when you think everything is lost and everything is upside down, that's going to be my greatest victory forever because I'm going to rise again on that third day. Come on, church. God, Jesus is saying, remember me, man. I'm going to be with you. Remember me, remember me, remember me. Somebody say, remember me, remember me. Tell the person next to you, remember Jesus, remember him, remember him. If we don't, we'll drift. If we don't, we'll repeat our mistakes. Man, if we don't, if we don't remember where we come from, if we don't remember some things in life, we, we forget them, we repeat them. Been locked up for three months in quarantine. Look at our nation, so divided. It's like, did we not learn anything? I want to speak to that for a few minutes this morning. But as we go, when, when Jesus said, remember me, these are some things that I think of that are the main essentials for remem remembering Jesus. Because Jesus, there's a lot of things you can remember about Jesus. When you study his life, there's a lot of different things that stick out. He, he confronted the religious leaders. He wasn't afraid to shake things up. He wasn't afraid to cross religious barriers and ethnic barriers and he also was a bridge builder he was he, he was the, the greatest unifier in history Jesus was he was great there's a lot of different things we can think of when we say remember Jesus that it's relevant for today in 2020 isn't it amazing how we still got the same problems in 2020 <laughs> that we've had through the history of our country and because we forgot some things so let me just write this down. The first thing, when I, when I think of remembering Jesus, I think, first of all, we've got to remember his sacrifice. Got to remember his sacrifice. Well, when Jesus said, remember me, do this as often as you do this, because it's going to remind you of, number one, my sacrifice. And see, God knows that our humanity, that we're broken and we're frail, and, and we do forget. And there's some things we do need to forget. It's like an art. It's like a paradox remembering and forgetting. It's good, husbands, to remember your birthday, your wife's birthday, but it's also good to forget which birthday it is. Come on, somebody. Right? There's some things we, we need to remember. There's some things that we forget, and we need to forget. But Jesus said one thing I want you to remember. I want you to remember, I want you to remember my sacrifice, what, what I've what I done for you. And, I, and, and you need help. That's why God, the other day I was driving in Taylor. I was down, going down Van Bourne, and, and uh, I was just going for a drive in Taylor. How many's ever went for a drive? How many's going for a drive? <laughs> I mean, the little things mean so much now. Just going for a drive, you know, I'm so excited. You saw the memes on Facebook, and it's just hilarious. People getting dressed up to go check the mail. How many did that? Come on, somebody. <laughs> Don't judge me. I know. Amen. Going for a drive, I get more excited than our dog. You know, it's just, it's, 
and I went through Taylor, I went through our high school, John F. Kennedy High School. Bob, I went by the high school, man, and, and was like, wow, that's the greatest high school Taylor ever had. I don't want to divide us today. Hey, come on. But um, just going through a drive and going down memory lane, and I went through Van, I got over on Van Barn, looked up, and there was a big rainbow. And it, how many know why that's there? God said, I'm going to put this intentionally there so that you would, come on, say it, remember. Come on, people. There's a lot of things that's pulling for our attention right now. And there's a lot of things that are important. There's a lot of things that are not important. There's a, just a, everyone is trying to get us to join their cause. Have you found that out? It's just like pulling us everywhere. And come on. And some things we need to be pulled toward, but I want you to know this front and center. Don't get pulled away from the main thing. And the main thing is Jesus Christ and Him crucified. He is the answer. It's Jesus, man. It's Jesus. Come on. So remember his sacrifice, remember him, remember him. And listen, why is this important? Because when we sit down and we remember Jesus, and when we remember his sacrifice, we remember where we came from, when we remember how we were broken and lost, when we really do have those times, it energizes us. It energizes us. Our devotions energize us. As Melinda said Wednesday night, you want to be an advocate? You can't be an advocate when you're running on empty. All you got to give people is flesh and anger and emotion. And that don't solve a lot. I mean, it's good. It was good when I watched Rocky IV. There's a lot of emotion in that. There's a lot of emotion in these movies. But emotion don't change you. It just sometimes will irritate you or make you feel a certain way. What we need is something that goes deeper past our emotion and something deeper to that, something that transcends all of that, and that's, our, that's the Spirit of God. And that's, we get that when we spend time with God. Listen, Jesus said in the last days in Matthew 25, he told a parable about ten virgins. Remember that? He said in the last days it's going to be like these ten virgins. And these virgins represented purity, which represented the church. So this is a parable to the church. He said in the last days it's going to be like these ten virgins who went out. And because the master took us such a long time in returning, all ten of them fell asleep. And then in the darkest hour, when people were hanging up their, their worship equipment on the willow trees, and they were saying, I don't know if I'm going to get back to the way I used to worship. Right when people were giving up, a voice came out and said, wake up! The bride is coming! That's what Jesus said. And the Bible says all ten of them woke up. Whoa! All ten of them. Five of them that were wise went over here, and they just sparked up that fire. They just stirred it up. Come on, somebody. They just stirred it up. They had a little reservoir, a little tank that had some oil in it. Oil represents the Holy Spirit. But the five foolish got up and was like, man, I can't get, I can't get lit. I can't, I can't get on fire. I, I, I don't have no oil. And the Bible says the five foolish ones had no oil, so they went, and they said to those that had oil, come on, give me some of your oil. Come on, give me some of your oil. I, 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 need, I need something to get through right now. And the Bible says, they looked at him and said, I can't give you my oil. I, I, I can't give you my oil because my oil is about what God did for me, what Jesus did for me. It's my devotion. you got to get your own oil. Come on, you got to tell somebody, put it in the chat. you got to get your own oil. This oil is what's going to get me through 2020. 
It's not your oil. It's not this oil. It's not a Republican, a Democrat. It's not from the White House. Surely not. It's coming from anyhow. It's going to have to first come from the church house, and it's got to be oil of the Holy Spirit that's going to get us through. That's what he's saying. Come on, that's what he's saying. That's what he's saying. Amen. Amen. Come on, you ain't. That feels so good. Say it again, brother. Come on, amen. Yes, yes. Everybody just do me a favor and say amen. Preach, preacher. Come on. Come on, preach, preacher. Woo! Woo! Can you hear me back there, John? Amen. How you doing, Gary? <laughs> Hallelujah. I ain't apologizing, man. It's been rough. It's been rough. Hallelujah. Jesus said in those last days, but then he says, he said, in the last days, because lawlessness will abound. Listen to this. Because lawlessness will abound. Everywhere you look, there's going to be uh, lawlessness. He said, because that's going to be the setting and, and the context in the last days, the love of many will grow cold. Where's your oil? The only thing that's going to overcome this is oil. We used to sing a song, give me the oil of your spirit, pour over me. Remember that? Pour over me. It's the oil of the Holy Spirit. I would say we're in those days when you can't let you, your oil run out. You feel your oil running out. The word for you is Jesus says, It's not the same as just posting about Jesus on Facebook. You got to sit down. You got to give me a little bit of that T-I-M-E. I know you were too busy before. I just hit pause all across the world. Huh? How about your time now? This is how you get the oil. <laughs> this is why Jesus, every day it was a fight for Jesus. People would come early to hear Jesus preach, they would get a front row, come early, just to criticize him. Every day it was a battle. Every day it was a battle. He went out of his way to preach to a Samaritan woman, and he knew his disciples weren't mature enough, so he sent them into town. He had to do this by some things you've got to do by yourself. Every day it was a fight for him. What was his secret? The Bible says this, he often withdrew to get his lamp filled. That's what you're doing here today, Sunday. That's what you're doing tuning in. Whatever day you're watching this, spending time with Jesus, getting the word, he's going to fill that oil. Some of you try to go out and you're like this. You know what's happening? You're buffering. You lost signal. So you get all in the flesh and you start saying stuff that don't even make sense and you wonder why no one is changing. It's because you have lost your signal. Some of you lost your ever-loving mind because you don't know what's right. God says, hey, remember me. He's okay. He's with me. <laughs> come on. Come on. And then all of a sudden you get in there and you got all bars. You come out saying, whoo, I feel refreshed, Steve. I know we're wearing masks, but I feel better. I'm glad I came to 16650-something. I'm all over the place. Are you following me today? I'm sorry. Pray for Pastor Eddie today. I'm excited. The oil, the oil is full. It takes time to get that oil. 
oil. Everywhere you see oil, there's a crushed olive somewhere. See, you're enjoying my oil, but it costs me something. You don't get the oil. No olive gives up its oil. Jesus knew this because before he went to the cross, he went to Gethsemane. Gethsemane in Hebrew means olive press. It's where he was getting pressed for some oil to face with the cross. And how did he face the cross? You know your Bible. For the joy that was set before me. How did he face crucifixion with joy? He had oil. Come on. How you going to face June? What's coming in July? Lord, help me. I don't know, but if I got some oil, I said, come on, bring it on. If I got to wear a mask and I'm going to be ninja, you do it. I'm going to come on karate, chop the devil right in his head. I ain't quitting. Come on, somebody say, I ain't quitting. I ain't quitting. I'm going to still praise him. I'm still going to worship. I'm still going to be the, the answer. I'm still going to help unite people. I'm still going to love. You may make me mad, but I'm going to love you in Jesus. Now I got to get some oil. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. You're getting in the flesh, Pastor Eddie. I know. <laughs> Your flesh is showing. My wife would tell me, Eddie, your flesh is showing. I would ask some of you, how's your fighting going at home? But I <laughs> It revealed us, like I said, it revealed us. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's keep on going. It's good so far, Eddie. Don't mess it up. Come on. When I say, when Jesus said, remember me, he says, first of all, I think of a sacrifice. Secondly, he, when, I, when you say, thinking about Jesus and remembering him, we got to remember why he was sent, man. We got to remember why he was sent, his purpose, his cause, why he was sent. Why was Jesus sent? There's a lot of things. To fulfill prophecy, there's a lot of reasons. But his main reason, he said, I came to seek and to save that which is lost. His main reason that Jesus came was to reconcile all people back to the Father. It's, it's contagious. I'm going to keep going until all of you get it. He came to reconcile. That's what he came. To reconcile all people back to the Father. That's what he did. And like I said, it cost him something. It cost him everything. Look what he said in John 17. This was his last prayer on earth. He said, my prayer is not for them alone. He's praying for his disciples. He says, but now I also pray for those who will believe in me through their message. Someone say, that's me. That's me. Come on, put that in the chat. That's me. He's praying for you right here. Jesus is praying. You're in the Bible. You're in the Bible. How many believe God answers Jesus' prayer? So what we're about to read is going to happen. You hear me, devil? What we're getting ready to read is going to happen. It's going to happen. You can't stop Jesus. So Jesus said, now I'm about to pray because he's an intercessor. I'm about to pray for them that's going to believe in me through these disciples. This is his prayer. That they all may be. Isn't this amazing? Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us. So that the world, this is, this is how, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. He said, I've given them the glory that you gave me. So that they may be 
one, just as we are one. Look how many times he says unity and one. I in them and you in me so that they may be brought to complete. Come on, say it. U-N-I-T-Y. Y'all remember that song? Queen Latifah, I'm all over the place. It's the 80s style. It's the 90s. Amen. Thank you, Mom. Then, listen, then Jesus keeps on. Then the world will know that you sent me, and this will blow your mind, and that you have loved them just as you have loved me. This, I got a sidebar here for a minute. Did you just catch that? Jesus said that I want people to know that, God, you love them just as much as you love me. Do you know that God loves you just as much as he loves Jesus? I can't comprehend that. I can't comprehend that. So who told you that God don't love you? Who told you you weren't special? Who told you that you ain't equal? Who told you that you weren't appreciated, that you ain't loved? My Bible says God loves you the same as he loves Jesus. But he says, I want to back up to that part where he says, I'm, I'm give, I've given them your glory. Because your glory is what will cause them to rise. Rise 2020, what's our scripture? Isaiah 60, arise and shine. For your time has come. And the what? And the glory will rise upon you. The people will sit in darkness. Yes, the people will sit in deep darkness. But my glory will rise upon you. So that all people, he said, even the Gentiles will come. That's, that's even racial differences. People will come. They'll come to what? They'll come not to just emotion, but they'll come to the light. They'll come to the glory. Well, they'll come to the presence of Jesus that's on your life. What's glory? Glory is like a light bulb. I was going to bring a light bulb and show you. A light bulb is just a glass, piece of glass by itself. But when it's hooked up to a power source, the glory comes on. That's what he says here. Jesus, I have given them, by the power of the Holy Spirit, your glory. So that they can be light in darkness. You can't do it without the glory of God. People have tried. We stir people, but we can't change people. How are we going to do it? You know, all this stuff going on, we might have forgot what yesterday was, June 6th. It was D-Day, 1944. It was the turning point in World War II. Adolf Hitler was killing anybody and everybody that looked a certain way. Six million Jews were killed just because they were Jews. Six million. He was just growing momentum. Then in 1944, a little history lesson. Three countries got together, the British, America, and Canadian. Hey, Even the Canadians got in on it. It was the, to this day in history, it's the largest storm on a bank from sea ever recorded. And it was the turning point that changed and ended World War II and, and the annihilation and the genocide of a people. How did they do it? By uniting. Church, we're called to do that, and we need it more than ever. That's why I said, man, I'm glad we're, we're together. We, we need to start... Jesus said, as, as we do this, we demonstrate to the world the glory of God and the love of Jesus by doing this, by simply being light. So we need to remember. And thirdly, we got to remember how he served. 
when you say remember Jesus. You've got to remember his sacrifice. You've got to remember why he was sent and remember how he served. Jesus was the greatest unifier simply because he was constantly leading by example. If you're not into serving, then you're really not into making a difference. You're just wanting to make yourself famous. If you're really not into serving, you're not wanting to make a difference. You're just wanting to make a reputation. Think about it. Because the only thing that changes is serving. Later in that chapter, Jesus said, who, who is greater among you? They start arguing over who's the greatest. Everyone's trying to pull our attention. And Jesus said, who is greater, the one that sits at the table being served or the one that is serving? But yet I am the one who is serving. He looked at his people and he said, you go and do likewise. You want to change the world, you do it like this. I'll tell you something, you ain't, I ain't going to do it without the presence of God, without spending time in his presence, without getting our oil filled. Because everything I just said is a turnoff. We don't want to do that. Your flesh refuses to do Your flesh should do anything but simply serve. Jesus said, when you remember me, I want you to remember these things. Now, come on, I want you to get these elements together. And we're going to do one more song here. And then we're going to dismiss, but I want us to you take out the elements. This bread here, Jesus said, as you take this bread, you do this in remembrance of me. Lord Jesus, we remember you today in this moment. Thank you, God, that we've able, we were able to gather together, and now we kind of remember how it was being together. But, Father, we want to remember you, Jesus. Remember your sacrifice. Remember the purpose of why you came. And remember, God, how you serve one another. That's what we're called to do. So we bless this bread today as it represents your body and that is broken for us. Thank you that we're taking it together as a remnant of a body, but we're a body. And there are people all over the place. And you just go ahead and get that bread out right there at home, wherever you are. It's symbolic. I've used crackers. I've used anything that represents bread. It's, it's, it's the act of faith is what it is. It's symbolic. We bless this in Jesus' name. Let's take it together. In the same way, Jesus said, as, as things are going to change, I'm going to introduce to you the new covenant. In this new covenant, it's not just Jews, but it's Gentiles. All people are going to be a part of this new covenant. And I'm going to make sure it happens because I'm going to give my life. Because in it represents my blood that is spilled for all people. And then he went into the garden and he prayed that prayer that I've read a little bit to you. But this is the new covenant. All of our sins, every sin known to man, every sin, the sin of racism needs to get under the blood. Self-righteousness needs to get under the blood. Come on. Selfishness. Every sin. Wash it away, Jesus. Wash it away, Jesus. Wash it away. Come on, if you need your sins forgiven today, just ask him to forgive you right now. Cleanse me, wash me. God, cleanse me, wash me of all this ugliness, God, that I have allowed back into my flesh, back into my heart. Forgive me, God. I want to put it under the blood today. I want to put it under the blood. You have died for it. 
Wash me clean in Jesus' name. I receive you into my life in Jesus' name. Come on, I believe you get saved right now. Thank you for the blood, Jesus. Come on, thank him for the blood. Come on, let your oil, let your relationship tell. Thank you. What are you thankful for? What did he do in your life? What did he forgive you for? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let's take it together in Jesus' name. Want us to stand. I was talking with Pastor Steve. I said, for as long as this pandemic thing is and however long we want to, I want to end every service with praying what Moses prayed, the blessing. He said, I was thinking that same thing. <laughs> the Holy Spirit wants to pronounce this blessing over you that are here, over you that are watching. And then we're going to dismiss. So ever how long our live stream is going to hold on just for a few more seconds. Because I want you to get this blessing as well. Just lift your hand. Come on, and we're going to sing. And we're going to sing, let the blessing of the Lord be upon us. Come on, come on. Just receive it. Lord bless you.
there's more, Jesus, to your blessing. And Lord, we just want to sing this peace together over our families and over our neighborhoods and over our communities, Jesus, and over our church. Come on, let this sing. May his favor. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Our prayers that this service was a great encouragement to you and your family. Listen, we'd love to hear from you. So send us an email, drop us a line, what God is doing in your life and in your family's life. You can also let us know if there's something that we can pray with you about, something that we can join with you in Jesus' name. Listen, we'd love to hear from you. Let us know how things are going. We want to pray for you. If you want to give to support the ministry, you can also do that with several different ways, conveniently right there from your home. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for everyone that's joined us today. I pray a blessing on their life. Give them strength and encouragement in these troublesome times as we lean upon the power of your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. We'll see you soon.